welcome to the still named best seat in the house bonus segment. Bonus, bonus, bonus. We got Bruce Miller, longtime entertainment reporter, Jerry McNett, a short time reporter. I mean, you're, like, you're not even like, how long have you been a full time news person? Since uh, 2018. Before that, it was uh, blog stuff and magazine stuff and all that. And me, Chris Lay, currently the podcast operations manager for Lee. Previously, I was the archivist for the Wisconsin State Journal, and I've also written cultural stuff for, like you said, magazine, other newspapers and blogs and stuff uh, around Madison. So best seat in the house. Us just kind of chewing on little tidbits. This episode, we're going to talk about movie snacks. Bruce. I've been to a lot of uh, screenings in Hollywood and wherever, and they give you like a golden ticket, really. You go up to the concession stand and you can get whatever you want. Let me repeat that. You can get whatever you want. I see people come with a bag and it's like trick or treat and they're filling it full of everything because it's free. And you know how expensive concessions can be. But I was never that way. I never did that. I would maybe get two items and that would be it. It's classless is what you're saying. I, I was above that. I could yeah. not see doing that. Yeah, exactly. I would take full advantage of that. I would like begin refills on the complimentary popcorn. Just like I'd get a refill after the movie was done to just take it home with me if I got that kind of setup. You Honestly, would buy it. You would clear the belt, right? Is that what you do? Yes. I mean, yeah. I will say getting the popcorn refill to go on your way out, save that, man. Like do some oh, yeah. caramel corn. Like, like caramel corn at home is, and it's, you know, I mean, like movie popcorn is not good popcorn. I'm going it, to, it's fine for what it is. It's, and it's garbage certain- baked popcorn for the most part, unless you see them pop it in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, it's about the butter flavoring, though. That's where the true joy is in the movie theater popcorn, is the uh, the butter flavoring, because it's not actually butter. That's the good stuff about getting the movie theater popcorn. So that's where we're at on movie theater popcorn, is the butter. Do you make them put it halfway through? No, I do it myself. I do it myself, and I carefully get the butter on the top level, and then make sure it goes between all the crooks and crevices, uh, in the in the popcorn uh, bucket because I usually get a bucket. You so shake it. Oh yeah, and then everything is perfectly uh, perfectly buttered. That's interesting. You know, I never get butter, never, because I think, oh, I don't need it. No, I'll oversalt it. That'll be my trick. So then I salt it so much that you get your tongue is practically hanging out because you need a beverage really fast. So if you get popcorn, you got to have a beverage. I'm, you do have to get a beverage. Absolutely. Especially if you get the popcorn. I don't, I just, I like my hands. I, I don't like my hands being buttery and salty and green. And I know you can get the napkins, but there's never good napkins. It's always just like the, I don't know. I, yeah. They're always like as thin as possible. The, the movie yeah. theater. Napkins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, 0.75 ply. Yeah. The, the way that I, cause I'm, I like a little popcorn. But I don't, I don't want the whole thing. So it'll be, if I'm going with somebody, I'll get the popcorn for them. And then just every now and again, kind of grab a little, grab a little hand in there. And then that's, that's it. But the soda, got to have the soda, big as you can get. 
and I don't know, I, I try to time it out a little bit because it, especially if you're doing a double feature, it's a bladder buster. Exactly. Chris, what's the, uh, what's the go-to soda? Previously pre and by previous, I mean like before freestyle, freestyle, the fancy Game soda machines. Yeah. The soda machines where you can just kind of, you know, you beep, beep, boop, boop, and you, you push your buttons and you get whatever flavor you want. Um, before that, it was always just, you know, diet Coke or diet Pepsi or whatever it was they were selling. Cause they didn't really have any other options that were, you know, really jumping out. If I can, you know, do whatever, uh, it would have been like, you know, diet Dr. Pepper, but, or Mr. Pib or whatever. And that's usually what I'll end up doing with this. I'll get the, the diet Mr. Pib. Cause I think it's Mr. Pib at the, at the freestyle and throw in lemon or whatever the, the, like kind of a citrus little, little edge to it. But I have been known to dabble with some ginger ale. I know Jared, what is your, uh, you have a lot of uh, thoughts on this. I do have the, uh, the Coke freestyle machine approach down to science at this point. Uh, I've got a couple, like a stable of options for, for my main drink that I'm going to start a movie off with. It's either going to be a, uh, one of the uh, Pib zero uh, options Sometimes I like getting, they have, you know, Pib Zero or, or just Pib in general is already like, you know, cherry flavored, but they have cherry Pib Extra as like an option on the freestyle machine. So you're basically getting like Pib Extra on steroids. So I'll get that or I'll get ginger ale or I'll get the uh, the diet uh, cream soda, which their brand of cream soda they have at the, the freestyle machine, not my favorite brand of, uh, of cream soda, but it's, it gets the job done. Once I've already blown through one of those and, you know, maybe the movie's in a lull or I'm done with the movie, get to go back, get some of the uh, sparkling water that they have at the Freestyle Machine. They've got AHA, which not my favorite brand of uh, sparkling water, but uh, it's solid enough. And they've got uh, like three delicious flavors of that that you can kind of come down from your soda high with. This will be an entirely different conversation. I don't want to open it up, but real quick, can you shout out your actual favorite sparkling water brand? Yes, uh, my favorite of that by far is a, a brand called Spindrift, which theirs they actually put a little bit of like fruit juice in, like a scant amount of it. And the best one of theirs is a raspberry lime one that I will like go through a pack of those in like two days whenever I buy one. Got to keep my eyes peeled for that. Bruce. Yeah, here's one that's really kind of odd. And I'm sorry I'm ancient, okay? But we would go to the movies with 50 cents. It was 25 cents for the ticket in. 10 cents for the bottle of pop and 15 cents for the popcorn. And you pull the pop out of one of those machines where you kind of guide it along and then you open it up. And when you're done, you roll the, the bottle on the floor. So you'd hear during the course of a movie, clink, 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 until they all collected at the end of the floor. I'm really a purist. If I'm not going to have, I, I try not because I go to the movies too often. So I don't get to have treats at everyone because I think it's, come on, gluttonous. So I will decide what needs to have concessions. If it's like a movie I know I'm going to hate, then I get them. If it's a movie that I think I'm going to like and I don't want to be interrupted, then I won't get anything. But if it's like I've had a bad day, I get them. And I usually have been going now, and I know this sounds terrible, for the junior combo because then it's a little bit of popcorn a smaller Coke, and you get gummy bears. So I get a little kind of tasting of everything. Chris, you get to go to those ones that have meals. I've never been to that. We do have those. We have a, there's a Flicks brew house here uh, in Madison that I, 
I love dearly. And yeah, the, the menu they've got is fantastic. Changing all the time. Beers are delicious. So no real specifics there. Cause it's, it's not, it's not movie food. You know, it's just, it's, it's just good food brought to you by people who are very conscious of, of the experience of watching a movie and having food delivered to you. It's as unobtrusive as possible. How is liquor at a movie? Is it good? I, I stay away from liquor in, in theaters. I just like a beer, you know, cause it's like, I'm, I'm there to enjoy the movie. I'm not there to, uh, you know, get, get blotto. So yeah, I just try to stay away from, from liquor. And it's always, and I don't know, their, their beers, because it's a brewery, it's, their beers are going to be cheaper than whatever, you know, fancy cocktail or whatever mixed drink uh, situation. So, you know, it's wallet consciousness maybe, but. There's only two candy options, I think, that are worth buying at a movie theater. The uh, Nestle Crunch a Bunch or Bunch of Crunch. I never get the order of those right. And the Reese's Pieces. I don't think there's anything else you should even waste your time buying candy-wise at a, at a movie theater concession stand. I'm going to disagree. I think oh, I mean, no. for, for me, like, I mean, the Crunch a Bunch, that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to knock that. To me, that's a, it's, it's not a bastardization or anything. It's just a, uh, I like a nice crunch bar. Doesn't need to be manhandled in, in, into bits and pieces. Reese's Pieces, those have been like, like a Reese's Pieces, you know, that it's been a, a known product for a very long time. Um, but the Twizzlers, I like a Twizzler. So, you know. I can totally inhale an entire bag of Twizzlers over the course, like before the previews are over. Do you use a Twizzler as a straw? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I, you know, that's a, it's a fun little thing you can, you can do, but not in a theater. What about you, Bruce? What's your, what's your desert Island candy? Yeah. You know, well, I'm, uh, I like Reese's pieces, but I am an M&M person. You just like the, the traditional hard shell chocolate or is it peanuts? peanut butter. Well, not to be that person, but since I have a gluten allergy, I got to kind of watch what I have. And some of those do have gluten in them. Sure. But I do like the peanut butter ones. They're not bad, but a Reese's Pieces is better than a peanut butter M&M. The other chunk of this is uh, what's what's something that you're watching that uh, we haven't talked about in a while or you know, we haven't talked about at all? Like what, what do you got just kind of random off the beaten path recommendations here? I've been on like a watch through of um, Liam Neeson uh, action movies, all the Liam Neeson movies where he's like a former operator of some kind or another, whether it's like a detective or a former intelligence guy, everyone knows the drill with all these movies. And it's been fun to like watch them and understand the, you know, the different levels of quality and competency with the, some of these and the most recent one I rewatched, I only originally saw it. I originally saw it in 2014 when it came out. And I didn't remember much of it, but I knew I always kind of liked the vibe of it. And that's um, A Walk Among the Tombstones. I, uh, I rewatched that uh, a couple nights ago. And I, I love that movie. It is, by like the standards of all the Liam Neeson action movies, probably the darkest one. And it's really more of like a, a noir in some ways than an action movie. There's not a lot of big action set pieces. It's dark and heavy and kind of strange in parts. And uh, David Harbour pops up in it is just an absolute uh, sicko of a, of a bad guy. And it's just a great way to spend, you know, like an hour and, uh, and 50 minutes. Walk Among the Tombstones. Yeah, uh, it's, it's based on a, a book series and a character that was created by a writer named Lawrence Block. And all of those books uh, you can get through... Or, or at least the the walk among 
the Walk Among the Tombstones novelization, I guess, came out through Hard Case Crime, which is a uh, like hard-boiled crime imprint. They've put out a bunch of Lawrence Block stuff. So Matt Scudder, is that the, the character's name? Yep, it is. Um, where like his, one of his characteristics is that he's, a, he's like a dry drunk. Uh, Bruce, what do you think? Well, let's go back 40 years. Neither of you are around. E.T. came out. And E.T. was such a revelation at the time. And it's now celebrating its 40th anniversary. Can you believe that? And that also brought the Reese's Pieces versus M&M's controversy into play because they couldn't reach a deal with M&M's. So they quickly switched to Reese's Pieces and it really skyrocketed them in the candy world. So CET, it still holds up. It's still good. And there, if you don't cry at some point in that movie, you have no heart. E.T., is that... Um streaming anywhere is that back in theaters at all it seems like something peacock has it but you have to have the premium peacock it's wild to think that like adjusted for inflation that movie is still one of the 10 highest grossing movies that's ever been made it, it definitely stands apart from any of the other movies that are that high up because all the rest of them are a little bit more typical blockbustery epic kind of stuff than than et is it should have won the the oscar that year really should have and it didn't I remember going to see it with kids, with little kids, friends, kids, and they were just mortified that there could be an end to E.T. I mean, finally, they said, Bruce, you're a um, critic. You know how this turns out. Would you please tell them E.T.'s okay? And this is like (laughs) in the middle of the movie. And I had stopped and say, you're going to be all right. E.T.'s going to be all right. Don't worry. We'll be fine. I want to say that we did like a ranking of Spielberg movies at some point early on, maybe. And yeah, it didn't really rank that high for me in, in his, I, I need to revisit it. I just, I like the kind of the, it's, it's not, it's not bitter, but there, there's a darkness to it that uh, I think people tend to, to take for granted. And same thing with uh, Close Encounters, you know, where there's a, you know, the broken family, the people dealing with real you know mental and emotional instability on the fringes none none of these are major plot points but just the fact that that's there in such a casual way well now's your time chris you go and you get those m&ms you get those Reese's pieces you have your moment see what you think of et what's your choice so i'm actually uh, a little bit uh connected it's not aliens but it's certainly space related. The, the show, it's on Apple Plus. It is uh, For All Mankind is, is the name of the show. And it is, I don't know if it's like where like the, the hardness or softness of sci-fi stops and begins. The third season just started. I think they're like three episodes into their third season. But the, the premise of the show is what if Russia beat us to the moon? And because of Russia beating us to the moon, the space race never stopped. And it was just this constant elevation a little ways into like the second season or whatever. There's, you know, guns on the moon and it, it takes a long time to, to ramp up to where it's going. But the, the characters are constructed in such a wonderful way. And it's also a show that has real stakes. There are characters that are there in the first season that disappear later on in, in very dramatic ways. And so they're, they're not precious with their, you know, established, uh, you know, tentpole kind of, you know, characters as, as it goes, but fantastic show. 
Apple is sinking a ton of money into it. And it just seems like people are not talking about it in the same way. You know, I mean, yeah, Apple has ended up doing some really fantastic stuff lately with Severance and this. I haven't uh, watched Pachinko yet, but I've heard tremendous things. So, Chris, I have a, a bonus one off of that uh, for anyone that uh, if no one has ever, or if anyone listening has never seen uh, the documentary For All Mankind, which is also about uh, the Apollo program. Awesome, awesome watch. The, the whole documentary is basically just constructed from audio interviews and then images from, you know, some of the different missions and everything. And then the music, which is one of the big selling points for me, is by Brian Eno. And it's just absolutely beautiful ambient music set to these just like otherworldly kind of hypnotic uh, images of space and earth and the moon and everything. So yeah. The For All Mankind documentary is A-plus material. And that's on the Criterion channel, if anybody hasn't checked that out. And that's, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. The The soundtrack is phenomenal. And it's it's the Apollo missions, but also the Gemini missions. And it presents them all. Not It doesn't just say, you know, this is the Apollo mission. This is the Gemini mission. It frames the entire, you know, NASA enterprise up to, you know, when we stopped going to the moon, basically. And yeah, they had free range through the... Uh, the NASA archives, uh, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Just do a search for all mankind, and no matter what you find, you'll be you'll be happy. <laughs> so that's it for uh, this episode. This bonus episode, bu- 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 bonus, bonus of best seats in the house. Bruce Miller, Jared McNett. We will be back next week with with more good stuff. You guys got anything to to log roll? Any uh? Any promotion, Jared? What's going on with the uh, the Iowa Politics Podcast? Uh, that uh, in a little bit of a uh, lull, you know, now that the the primaries are over and done with. Um, but there's still always plenty of stuff to talk about. You know, now we're in the general election season, so we can kick that around. Obviously, there was a big uh, Iowa State uh, Supreme Court decision this past week. Uh, we talked about that on the most recent episode. So even though we're between uh, election seasons, uh, there's always plenty to talk about. Bruce. What's the, uh, I have nothing. What's the next movies in a minute? I saw Jurassic Parks out there. Might be light year. You might be light year. We need to weigh in. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to weigh in and see just what level of, uh, how much gravity is going to affect the weight. How light are you? Right. Fantastic. Uh, we'll have links to all that stuff in the notes. Uh, but thanks everybody for listening and for subscribing and, uh, and just, you know, for being your gosh darn gorgeous selves. Uh, we'll be back next week. Go see something good. Bonus.